Welcome back to our third segment of Solid Steps Radio. We're talking to Bob Russell and Matthew Sleeth about Thanksgiving. Reminded us of the verse of Philippians 4, 6. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. So in the middle of, you know, Chad, you read that verse. In the middle of sometimes when we're worrying. Paul wrote that when he was in prison, by the way. That was a prison epistle. And how, how do we... How do we give thanks in the midst of difficulty, in the midst of death and sorrow and uh, pain and suffering? And Bob, you began to talk about that a little bit at, at the end of the last segment, but continue to share your heart regarding that. Well, I think that there's a difference between being thankful and just being flippant, flippantly joyful. Uh, you can be thankful in the midst of suffering. And there's a time to grieve, and there's a time to laugh. And if if you've gone through difficulty, uh, you, you've got a right to weep. You've got a right to to question. You've got a right to to hurt and uh, lean on other people. That doesn't mean you're not grateful. But after that time of grief, or as soon as possible, you need to be able to say, Lord, here are some things that I'm still grateful for. I'm, I'm grateful that even though my child has disappointed me, uh, they're still alive. I'm grateful that there's still hope for them. Or I'm grateful even though someone I love dearly has died, I have the hope of a reunion. So it, 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 when we talk about being grateful, we're not saying don't, don't grieve or don't admit your hurts. I remember going to a funeral home of a couple who had lost a teenage son in an automobile accident. And they were strongly, strongly Calvinistic. And we said to them, boy, so sorry this has happened to you. And they said, oh, don't be sorry. This is God's will. And I I thought, you know, they're going to come crashing down here uh, pretty soon. Because even though we're grateful, we still mourn. There's a time to mourn. There's a time to weep. And we need to be realistic when we talk about Thanksgiving. It doesn't mean we're grateful for everything that's happened to us. we, We do have a right the Bible talks about we sorrow, but not as those who have no hope. And we, we hurt, but we're, we're still grateful. That's um, what you're getting on is I think uh, what you remind me of is Job. Uh, we, we have this picture of Job who's lost everything. He's, he's lost uh, his children, his, his friends, uh, his, uh, his home, his standing in the community's health. And... Um, uh, the Chaldeans took his camels. Man, I hate it when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> happened to you a lot, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Chaldeans came and took your camels. And uh, but he said, "I know that my redeemer lives. That that you can't take away." Yeah. And the Lord is given, the Lord is taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But there is that sense of of uh, loss. Mm-hmm. Something has been taken away, and. I, I just think it's important that we have a realistic view of the emotions that we go through in life. You know, I, I mean, I can totally relate to that. Um, Bob, when you did Kristen's funeral, um, I was so, you know, so distraught and so sad. And, um, I mean, it was a deep, deep grieving. Um, and it probably took me a lot longer than maybe the Lord wanted, you know, for me to be able to give thanks. But I, I tell you, you know, three and a half years later, I, I can honestly say, Lord, just thank you. Thank you for 22 awesome years. 
And now thank you for Nancy. Yeah. We, you know, we talked that day about the verse of Scripture that uh, weeping may remain for a night, but joy comes in the morning. But you can't skip the weeping. Uh, it's going to be there for a time. Uh, I remember when we had uh, two teenage boys in the church who were sons of staff members who were killed in a horrible automobile accident. And we had a staff member helping to plan the funeral and said, we ought to begin this funeral with just songs of praise that these boys are in heaven and we're grateful. Well, we are grateful for heaven. But before, before we praise and give thanks, we need to say, this is a horrible experience for these parents. It's not over in uh, two days' time. It's not over in two years' time. Let's first spend some time grieving and being realistic about what we face. Then the Thanksgiving becomes more authentic. Mm. Uh, well, you, you, you're, you're reminding me of Christ when Lazarus uh, died, and mm. he knows he's going to raise him from the dead even, and yet he still cries. Uh, Jesus wept. And um, because death is not in God's plan uh, at all. And so there's, there is a time to, to mourn and a time to laugh. I wonder if, if when Jesus wept at Lazarus' funeral, if it was because he had been there before as a teenage boy. I, I think his father, Joseph, had died mm. when he was a teenager. And he knew what it was like to mourn the passing of somebody that he wasn't, that wasn't going to raise from the dead right then. And that if, if some of those memories, and he was weeping for the kind of pain that he knew that Satan had brought into the world. And uh, the, the way we weep, when, when, if we've been there and you go back to a funeral or you go to the, the, uh, the, the uh, funeral home and visit somebody, those, all those memories come flooding back to you. I wonder if that's one of the reasons that Jesus wept at that moment. Well, I, I think he's weeping for death, period. That period. is just not in the plan. Um, and so we know that our, our Lord suffered because of, of the loss of someone, um, mm-hmm. and, and we're, we're to experience that too, but we know that our Redeemer lives um, and, and that there will be light um, someday. So the last and enemy that will be defeated is death. Is death, yeah. You know. So now let's get on to food, Chad. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. <laughs> hey, but well, be, I, I want to get. I want to uh, hear from you guys regarding Luke chapter seventeen. Jesus, uh, he performs this incredible miracle. These there's ten guys who have leprosy, and uh, I mean they, they can't connect with people. They they they're they've got to talk about being unclean, and 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 Jesus heals them all. But only one comes back and gives thanks. You, you know, and he's the one. Uh, the leprosy is used throughout the Bible from one end to the other as the sin that clings to us. Lepre- leprosy is a sign of sin. And, um, and when the leprosy is washed away, it is an analog of our sin being washed away. It's an analog of baptism, um, that sort of thing. Um, but I think that one that came back and gave thanks <clears throat> to the Lord went, went and, and was the one who was fully healed, not, not just, just that the just leprosy physical. at that moment, but it allows you to be uh, fully healed and to enter into the Lord's presence in thanksgiving is a different thing. Bob, you look like you're going to jump in here. <laughs> I've often said I'd like to go back and conduct an on-the-street interview with those nine guys, say, why didn't you go back? And you probably hear the same kind of excuses that you hear from people today. Well, of course I'm grateful, but I, 
he does that for a living, doesn't he? I mean, he gets paid for it. I didn't, didn't know he expected me to go back. Or uh, I, I've got to go show myself to my family first. For me, my family comes first, and they've been through a lot, and I want to be able to rejoice with them. Or uh, I was thinking about going back, but, you know, he's been pretty demanding. I heard he asked one guy to sell everything that he had and, and follow him, and I, I'm not sure I want to make that kind of commitment. The same kind of excuses we hear today, I'm sure we would hear from, from those guys. That One could probably say, well, I'm grateful to be healed, but I thought he could do a little bit more. I mean, look at all these wrinkles that I have. I mean, he could eliminate those. <laughs> he could have done more. You know, there's um – we uh, we have a uh, dinner at our house every night, uh, Friday night at uh, six thirty, and uh, people show up that I've never. I hope we've only had a few knock on the door <laughs> who had, had no clue were coming. But what, uh, t- what time is that? Six thirty. Six thirty. Chad, put that on the calendar. <laughs> yeah, and um, actually, your daughter's joined us uh-huh. and, at uh, one time, and so we we just have this lovely kind of uh, group of people coming through. And it seemed like for a number of years, we had a bunch of college-age guys who were very hungry who came through. And some of them uh, would just show up at the door. They they didn't say thank you. They didn't, uh, you know, they didn't send a card or bring flowers or candy or anything like that for years. And then this one night, we had three guys at the table, <clears throat> and two of them had been there before, and one was brand new. And... Um, and so one, the, new, the guy who had never been through before wrote a thank you letter the next day. Now, the interesting thing is he married somebody he met at the table that night. That's, that's my daughter, Emma, you know. And, but the point is, and, and, but that told me a ton about the character of this young man who wanted, who, you know, came and asked if he could. He was co- no dummy. Yeah, yeah quarter. You know, he, he was no dummy. He was he no was sucking hummy. up to you. <laughs> It's the way to do it, I'm telling you. (laughs) You did a good job. And, uh, you know, was it sucking up? No, I think it was part of his his character. But, you know, sometimes you got to fake it till you make it, as the saying (laughs) goes. And I don't think we naturally approach God with this Thanksgiving. I just don't think that happens. So if you have to learn how to write thank you letters and that sort of thing, I I wonder how many people, Bob... How many thank you letters did you get compared to you should you did the wrong music you preached for too long you preached for too short you should have uh. I would hear every once in a while I'd get a critical letter and the person would begin the critical letter by saying I've been in the church for a long time and I probably should have told you how much I appreciate but I never have. However, there is this one. (laughs) Well, however, we have to take a break. So we're going to take a break, and we'll be back for our fourth and final segment on Solid Steps Radio. (laughs) Welcome back to our fourth and final segment of Solid Steps Radio. Thank you for listening. If you have not heard any of this segments of uh, this current show or any of our shows we'd love for you to listen to those go to soundcloud.com you can go to itunes or you can go to facebook and just type in solid steps radio and you can hear the show in its entirety thanks to our sponsors and uh you can hear all of our shows commercial free go to those folks and uh and, and type that in and you can hear those shows in their entirety guys we want to get really practical here on how we as men can move towards a a, a greater thankfulness and and of a heart. And I just say it, uh, even though I think that's really important, but how do we move towards this grateful spirit? 
Um, Matthew, you, you, t- you said in the break that one of the one of the disciplines is is to write. Thank hey, you. Thank you, letters. Uh, you know, you you have to write so little actually. To I think men are so so bad at this. I've frankly learned this from my wife and just seen her writing those thank you notes, and I've I've started doing it. And um, if if you haven't written a thank you note in the last couple of weeks, okay, I, it's guys in the last month <laughs> in your life. <laughs> yeah, there's there's something wrong. Like, there's, there's, you're cutting at me. Yeah, there, no, I th- I think there's I think there's something wrong, and I think you you need to write those because think about how you feel when you get one. Mm. And uh, so I think writing thank you uh, notes. I think that the fruit of thankfulness actually is generosity. And I and I think it you know it just grows your heart to give. Um, Bob and I've talked you know uh, uh, before. I've I've got some knee jerk things, and I if I sit down with somebody and uh, they're they've got cancer, family members got cancer. I not only write them a letter, I send them a check because everybody who's been through serious illness knows there's bills that come up, and I've just learned to do this. And I'm thankful to, to the Lord for giving me the opportunity to be able to do something in, in those settings. So, Yeah, if God has blessed you with the resources, one of the yeah. best ways to say thank you is not just to send a card, but to send a gift and to say, we really care about you. Mm. Let me tell you something that my wife does at Thanksgiving. We always have a number of people celebrate Thanksgiving with us at the Thanksgiving table. And before we eat, she's got this little jar with a bunch of corn in it and reminds them of the thir- first Thanksgiving that they were giving thanks for the corn and for the crops. But everybody goes around and takes one of those pieces of corn out of the jar. And then we go around the table and we say, I am most thankful for this this past year. And sometimes it's a joyful, humorous expression Sometimes people get weepy, and it is awkward. And every year, uh, my sons, and I will confess that I would say, let's not do that blessing pot thing again this year. (laughs) But my wife is steadfast, and she insists that we do it. Then after we do it, we say, that was really good. That was a highlight. Even though somebody got weepy, we all drew closer to each other because of that. But you know what I'm I look back on that over the years. It shouldn't have been Judy that initiated that. I'm supposed to be the spiritual leader of the house. My boys should have seen me say, let's do that blessing pot thing on Thanksgiving. They should have seen me take the lead in that, not my wife. My wife took the lead because I didn't. And I think so many times we as men abdicate our leadership role. And we don't have to wait for Thanksgiving. I mean, what would it mean to a family if every Friday night or once a month the dad sat down, now before we eat tonight, we're going to go around the table, and I want you to say something that you're grateful for today. And then the dad leads in prayer. I, I, I would like to go back and relive my fatherhood role, and those, that would be one of the things that I would do differently, taking the lead at that uh, mealtime and expressing thanks in a genuine way rather than just going through the two or three sentence prayer that we would do every night. Mm. You know, I, I, at those Friday night meals, uh, I, I go around the table and say a blessing 
and one I'm thankful for. But my wife told me to do it. That's how I started. <laughs> That's how I started doing it. <laughs> I can't take credit for it. Oh, my but goodness. Why is it so hard? I think harder for men to open up spiritually. Uh, my wife and I pray together every night. But you know who initiated that? My wife. And, and she has audible prayers that are more gifted to pray than I. But it, it is really hard for us to make ourselves vulnerable and to take the lead spiritually. And I think it shatters our macho image, but just the opposite is true when we're finished. It, it draws us closer to those that we love. You know, I mean, Jesus talks about blessed are the poor in spirit. And I think one of the, I mean, what we're talking about here is, is well, I think one of the characteristics of being poor in spirit is a grateful heart and being thankful. And so it's hard for us to, uh, to, to be a person of a poor in spirit, to humble ourselves and say, I, I can't do this on my own. I need the Lord. I need to be grateful. And he's the giver of all, of all good and perfect gifts come from him. Yeah, I think from the time we're little, Matthew talked about faking it till you make it, and that we want to project an image of competency and confidence. And when you get on your knees or when you bow your head and say, Lord, I am nothing. I am inadequate. I am zero without you. Uh, we're going counter to our early training but being poor in spirit is exactly where the Lord wants us, and I think that's what makes us more adequate as a leader, uh, uh, being a servant of, of, of Christ. You know, what, what are some other practical things? Uh, we can do the, the, the kernel thing, you know, at Thanksgiving and beyond. We can write thank yous. What are some other practical things that we can do so that we can model the way in, uh, in our homes, in our, in our neighborhoods, in, and within the church. Instead of whining and complaining and murmuring like the Israelites, we have a spirit of thankfulness. I, th I think that <clears throat> one of the things is in the prayers that we say in front of people um, that, you know, we are the spiritual uh, heads of our homes, or we should be, and uh, that at each meal, uh, we're not just saying thanks for the food, but we're saying thanks for the person who made this, um, praying for the people who don't have enough, um, and, and that people are hearing this thanksgiving uh, from us all the time because that's what we're, we're supposed to model. And um, <clears throat> so that's, that's for me has been something that's helped develop my heart of thankfulness is the saying thanks in front of other people and pointing the glory towards God and, and, the, and the thanks in that direction. I think before we get out of bed in the morning, first thing we wake up, we ought to say, this is the day the Lord has made, and I can be cranky and grouchy, and I can waste it, and I can drag other people down, or I can rejoice and be glad, and I choose to rejoice and be glad. And if we're thankful, then it ought to be reflected in a joyful spirit all the time. Mm. Well, with that in mind, how about we give thanks right now? Bob and uh, Matthew, would you help, <clears throat> would, you, would you pray, and would you pray that God would help us men? that we would, we would model this and we would really live out a life of thankfulness and gratitude. Would you pray for us? Okay. Father, I am thankful most of all for Jesus Christ. And help us not to be comparing ourselves with other people. Mm. Help us not to have unrealistic expectations about life. In the world, we're going to have trouble. Jesus warned us. 
So help us to expect it sometimes and not to think that something strange is happening to us because life isn't perfect. But in the midst of those circumstances, may our wives, our children, the rest of the associates we have every day, may they be uh, almost captivated by the spirit of joy that exists in us because we know Jesus Christ and we know in the end all things are going to be made right. And uh, Heavenly Father, I, I thank you for the medium of radio allows us to, to have this discussion with those of you listening. And um, I pray that uh, you put it on us uh, as men at this time of Thanksgiving um, to, to notice things that we have not noticed before that we should be thankful for and to every day um, to have more and more things that we're thankful for and that we, um, uh, we give you the glory and we give you the praise and the thanks and even the bad things that come into our life to question Lord, how are you trying to form me? Did mm. I perhaps make some of this happen? And, and not to be angry and lash out as we often do at our wives and the people closest to us, um, but to say, how are you trying to form me, Lord, with this? And uh, to be more and more thankful that we do have a Lord that uh, admonishes us, who punishes us, um, and, and, and who ultimately redeems and saves us. Mm-hmm. We pray. And- the powerful name of Jesus, Amen. 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 You know, um, I'm reminded of George. I think it was George Mueller, who uh, never thanked God for his socks. And one day he was like, "Lord, I have never thanked you for my socks." And uh, there's something we can always give thanks for. Uh, Bob Russell, Matthew Slee, thanks a ton for coming in. Just really appreciate you guys coming in and being part of the well, show. Thank you, Kurt. Amen. Thank you. Hey, and thank, Chad. Yep. Thank you guys for uh, being on the show, but also thank you listeners for listening. We hope you will uh, take this and uh, put it into use and also send this along to someone who needs to hear it. So we uh, thank you for listening and thank you for passing it along to anyone who may be interested in listening to Solid Steps Radio.